the Lord has showed me something about faith with a different slant. We've been reading scriptures for years and years and decades. And it's amazing how you read scripture and you don't see what's there. It's amazing we ask God for things we don't know they're there. We ask God for them when they're already there and we don't see it. Let me show you from Scripture the things which have been happening from in Scripture. Jesus said, I will build my church and the building blocks were there. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. And he would do it his way. With his material. And the material that was coming, was coming from heaven. And here's what the scripture says. To start with the building blocks, Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And of course, this is the thing that we think. How can a man be born again? Can he enter into his mother's womb when he is old? <laughs> Never mind when she is old, but when he is old. And so we see how that, as Isabel was pointing out when she was reading out what the Lord had showed her, faith was from the beginning. From the beginning, faith was there through every generation, in every situation, faith was required. But there was a difference about how our concept and our perceptions about faith and where it comes from. We think it has to come from us, but it doesn't. Because faith is a gift from heaven. Because when you read Hebrews 11, it's through faith Abraham, through faith Noah, through faith, and it goes through the whole, all these generations. And here's what it says. Jesus, when he, first of all, let me go back to when he called the disciples to be witnesses on what he was doing, who he was and what he was doing, and why he was here. And they were the witnesses about who he was and that he was Lord of all. The Magi, when they came from the East, they came bearing gifts. Now, you don't come bearing gifts to something you don't believe is there. They came believing what they were hearing, what they had heard, was already there. How we see things, not realizing they have been there all the time. King Herod sent out men to slay the children of that particular day from the age of two, uh, under three years of age, or under two years of age, thinking that they would kill, he would kill the king, the king that was supposed to be taking his place. His perception was all wrong. He was living in cuckoo land. But Jesus came from a heavenly land. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is of heaven. 
And we thank God for the way that he showed us. He showed us. The blueprint of what the church should be. And how the church would be set up as well. And so Jesus started to, Jesus started to equip. He started to equip the church. And he says to his disciples, he said to his disciples, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Here was the, here was the setup for installing the building blocks at Pentecost. Had the other, the others who were there who had left, if they had, now, if God could absolutely turn the world upside down with 120, what would it have been like had they, 500 who also knew him, and they turned away and they walked away? If they had been at Pentecost, wow. And if we revel and we rejoice and stand in awe at creation, and we think it's marvelous, for so it is. But if we think that's brilliant, wait till you see his church. Wait till you see his bride. You wait till you see the groom. What did Jesus say? It has not yet entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. We haven't got a clue what it's going to look like, but we'll know we'll be so here, here is the evidence. Here is the evidence. When we, when we get there, now I'm speaking prophetically, when we reach that point, when we realize what is there, there's no wonder we'll realize why in Revelation they fell flat on their faces. Because it's so awesome. It was beyond their comprehension. Faith is the generator of the fruit of the Spirit. It is the generator of the gift. It is what we have, what, rather what we are given to inspire us, to ask God and to have confidence of asking God for what we... He says, ask and you will receive. He gives us something to <coughs> He gives us something to encourage us. Don't, don't be afraid to approach the throne. Don't be afraid to, you know, ask your father. Ask your father. Ask him. He's your daddy. Ask him. And he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. But then he comes to tarry ye in Jerusalem. Remember when he rose from the dead 
<laughs> I like the part, you know, the Lord showed me something a long, long time ago about the fact that when Jesus rose from the dead, it was to do with the scripture where it says he was raised from the dead. Well, that's not quite true. But what is true, that Jesus rose from the dead and stood upright. And he walked out of the tomb unaided. Faith, eh, um, no faith, sorry. Death is vanquished. Tell it with joy, ye faithful. Jesus rose from the dead. The Father had given him permission to rise from the dead. Yes. But Jesus rose. He arose. He arose. Hallelujah. Christ arose. No. And so we could go through the Acts 2 chapter and all about Pentecost. But we know the story well. And we know the outcome. But these people must have believed what Jesus had told them to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And so when we realize that this is what we require is power from on high. Now, some people get mixed up with the word power. Because there are two Greek words for the word power. And what happens with those two words are, is when, when you realize there are two different Greek words, it's when you have this two words power in the same verse. It means, never mind what the Greek words are, but what it really means is this you will receive the ability with the authority to use what God has given you to use. Wow. When you receive the gift of healing, he, he, you remember Jesus has already given the disciples the authority to do it. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel in my name. The authority was there, and when they were given the gift, when they were given the gift of healing, prophecy, Speaking in tongues, it was to enable them with the authority of Christ behind them that they could face the world. No wonder they turned the world upside down by faith, through faith. <coughs> Paul, when he speaks to the Romans, also speaks about faith. But he puts it like this. He says, now here is where you understand where the word faith brings about what we have. Here it says, by grace are you saved through faith, now listen carefully, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Now he's talking about faith being the gift of God. Not grace. It was, it was the, 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 the faith that generated that the heart of God to give, to be graceful. 
to us. Oh, wow. And God is gracious. God is loving. God has always... God gave, God sent his son into the world as proof, as the evidence. See, Hebrews 11, 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen as yet. But here we have God sending his son into the world because he loved the world. And the faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, the word comes first to give us to give us that encouragement to believe what he says that will come to pass. And I love that. I love that. When I when I when I when I saw that revelation. I was in all oh, my jaw dropped. And I thought, wow, why haven't we seen this before? Why have I not seen it before? Maybe you have. I'm not judging you, I'm not saying. But to realize that faith is what encourages us to seek the face of God and ask Him for whatever He wants us to have. To build up the church. For when the church at Pentecost <clears throat> received the gift of the Holy Spirit, they were all filled and they all spoke in tongues and they prophesied. And it says, And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And there were 3,000 souls added to the church. Wow! Oh, Paul says in Romans 3.28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. That's powerful. The law demands evidence. But the evidence that we bring in court is the after effect of what happened. But faith brings the evidence with it. When God sent Jesus, Jesus brought the gifts with him. He brought authority with him. Whoa! The testimony of the Jews was, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Jesus brought divine authority with him. Wow! Wow! Paul also says in Romans 5 and 1, he says, therefore, listen to this, this is really inspiring. This is really, wow! I mean, it really has me kicking myself over. All the obstacles that were before me. Paul says, Romans 5 and 1, Therefore being justified by faith. Wow! Faith generates justification for the believer. 
by the law, we stood condemned. But by the faith of Jesus Christ, we are justified by faith in Him. Making the law of none effect. Whoa! Thank you, Lord. Oh, wow. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't even say, you go and stand in a court, I've got the evidence. Where is it then? Well, I can see it, but the judge might say, well, but I can't see it. But faith is the substance of the evidence before you see it. Before you see it. Jesus said to the blind man, be thou whole. Whoa. Jesus said to the woman, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus talks about little faith. And it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing. It's the same Greek word. Maybe we've got little faith because we're not asking God for more. We need to ask God for the faith that never fails. We need to ask God for the faith that works, that produces the evidence, that believes in Jesus Christ. The word faith means believing. The word faith means to trust. The word faith just means, you know, you talk about when you hear, it says in Hebrews, it goes through a whole list of them, as you know. It goes through all the different Patriarchs. <coughs> and it goes through them all and it says, by faith, through faith, with faith, by faith, go. You know, it rattles through them. But it just means these things would, in fact, they said about Abraham. And God accounted it to Abraham as righteousness. It's fantastic what God does. Read through the chapter at home. Nothing through faith occurs often. In fact, it, it occurs. That, that uh, reference in context occurs 244 times. I'm sure you wouldn't mind if I run through them. <laughs> I'll just take a minute. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But it does occur 244 times. Unless... Verses. When we saw the lame man walking, it was the evidence of what faith did. The man was encouraged. Peter says to the man at the beautiful gate of the temple, says, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give by thee in the name of Jesus Christ. See how he used the authority first? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
And so Jesus, uh, um, Peter, Peter put into action this revelation that this man would walk before he even saw him walking. He knew he would walk. He believed he would walk. He knew the gift had to work because it was God's will that this man should walk. It also refers to things which were hidden. The word, that same word also means, the evidence also means the word, I'm talking about the word evidence, by the way. The word evidence also means to be in secret, to be hidden, to be kept hidden from before the foundations of the world. The evidence was there, but the time had not come for God to release it to the church or to the world, <clears throat> but it's there. That whatever Jesus tells us about the future, we don't understand it, we can't perceive it, we can't conceive it. Lord, how can you say that, you know, you'll see me, then you won't see me, then you will see me? You, you know, he sounded like a demented man. But Jesus actually was trying to get them to focus in and to tune in to the wavelength that he was in to realize that he was going to die. But don't worry, I'll only be sleeping for two or three days. I'll only be sleeping for, for two or three days. And, and he says, on the third day, I'll, I'll wake up. And of course, the Jews got the idea. The Jews got the idea, how can this man... Is he going to build the, the yeah. uh, you know, and it's took us all these years to build it, so on and so forth. But he says, in three days, you destroy this temple, and in three days, I'll raise it up. But he was talking about his body. They thought it was, so Jesus was telling them exactly, you know, to look for the evidence, to look for the evidence of what he was saying. And so on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. And it also brings to light the scripture which says <coughs> about things which were speaking into existence that which was not as though it were. Speaking into existence that which is not as though it were there. And we have to exercise the faith that Jesus is talking about. The, the faith that is being looked upon and expected by the church to realize that when you walk in faith. And here's what, here's what he said in scripture. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Listen to what he's saying. Now, you've really got to grasp this. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even that God-given 
faith. If it's not of God, you might as well build your house in the sand. It just won't stand. It just won't work. Think of the faith that's required when Jesus said, when he was telling his disciples, <coughs> he was telling his disciples that if you take any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. Thank you. They get the wine and I get the water. <laughs> But Jesus could turn the water into wine. <laughs> now here is, here is another thing that was said in Hebrews verse 3, chapter 11. <coughs> it says here, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen... Now this is another pointer. Another pointer that the things which are seen are not made of things that do appear. Are not made of things that do appear. We are, through Christ, through Christ, we are the children of God and heirs with Christ and joint heirs with Christ. And we have the right to this faith and to use this faith for the building up of the church and operational in the church as fine as you'll find with Paul when he speaks to the Corinthian church in verse, uh, chapter uh, 13. When he speaks about the gifts and the order of the gifts and how they should be used. This is a thing that really, really the church needs to get a grip with. We really need to get a grip with how the church should operate under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Remember, it is Christ who is building the church. It is, <clears throat> and when Jesus, when Jesus died, he says, when I go, he says, when I go, he says, my, I will send to you a comforter. And the comforting word of the Spirit of God coming into the church is to make sure we stay in line with what Jesus said. You know something? Generations change. Traditions change. But faith never. Everything changes but Jesus never. I am the God that changes not. And if he changes not, he's not going to change anything to suit you. He's building the church. The Spirit is building the church. The Spirit is operating in the church that he built. He is building. Oh! So we move up. What I'm pointing out is that through the generations from Abraham, from Abraham right through the generations, that faith was in operation all the way through, even though men failed. Faith was, it was 
steady. It was reliable. It was there for keeps. Because the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without this God-given, this divine authority, with faith, you achieve nothing. You will achieve nothing. But we need to plug in. We need to get engaged with what the Holy Spirit wants us to do and the Holy Spirit wants us to say and where the Holy Spirit wants us to be. Paul one time was going to go a certain place and the Holy Spirit forbade him. Who are you to tell me what to do? You know, no, no, no. He says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's what the, that's what the church needs. To, let him that had ears to hear. This is a command. No, a please will you. It's a command. Don't dare disobey. The command is, let him that hath ears to hear, let him, for goodness sake, hear what the Spirit saith to the church. What the Spirit saith to the church. When we talk about Pentecostal circles, we want to talk about what God is saying, what Jesus is doing. All through the, all through the generations that I have mentioned, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were present throughout. Everywhere you look, you'll find the Trinity, the bench of three. Well, <laughs> and there's no higher authority than the bench of three, I tell you. They decided, yes, Lord. They decided, yes, Lord. They made the rules. Yes, Lord. Wow. If God be for us, who's stupid enough to be against us? <laughs> David, I like the attitude of David. David, when he goes to take the sandwiches to his brothers who were supposed to be fighting a war, Supposed to be defending Jerusalem. Supposed to be defending Israel. <laughs> and he hears about all the conversations and all the whispering. Oh, you know, we're going to kind of go there. You know, there's a big guy, this. David walks in, just a wee fella. <laughs> Who is this uncircumcised? Philistine. You know something? Bullies always look down on you, but giants look up at you. <laughs> and David was a giant, I tell you, when he says, you come to me with swords and staves. <laughs> but he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Wow. Slay the giants. Slay the giants by faith. By faith. Not by silly attitudes. Not by silly ideas. But by faith. The faith of the living God. Inspired by God. Wow. Uh, 
brilliant. <laughs> yeah. There's much more I could say. But I think it's good to realize that when you realize, you realize that you've realized what God has said is enough. And the thing is this, it's so beautiful to realize as well. Someone once said to me once, referring to something, ah, but Jesus only said it once. I said, and how often does he need to say it? When God said, let there be light, there was light. He didn't need to repeat it. And when he made a greater light and a lesser light, there was a lesser light. And there was no argument about it. And you know something? Out of chaos, out of chaos, he brought order. Everything, yes, sir. Every star, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Obedience is better than unbelief. Obedience, they talk about, I used to struggle with it. When people would say obedience is better than sacrifice, I said, what in the world are they talking about? I had no clue what they were talking about. But when I looked into Scripture and found, I said, well, I'll do it my way. <laughs> that amazed me for a song. <laughs> I'll do it my way. <laughs> no one God's here, one of <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> it's just as simple as this. That when God speaks, you haven't got anyone to fight your case if you disagree. You're on your own, pal. You don't argue with this boy. You don't argue with God. You don't argue with the bench of three. You don't argue with the highest court there is. He has the first say, I am the Alpha, and I am the Omega. The beginning and the end, the first and the last, and that's that. What a position to be in. And we are honored to be heirs, <coughs> joint heirs with Christ in God. We have an, uh, an inheritance that is incorruptible. Oh, we have an inheritance that is incorruptible. We have an eternal life that is unending because of the faith of Jesus Christ. And if heirs, then joint heirs. And if joint heirs, co-heirs, we are equal with Christ as far as the rights of a son. And daughters, must I add? Although the Bible says, son, it really says in the Greek, children. But then if women weren't meant to be part of the church, <laughs> boys, are we going to blast that one out of the window? <laughs> Joel says in prophecy from heaven, God says, 
I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. No restrictions. No man's, no man's idea of women keeping silent in the church. It was God's idea that men and women alike should receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with signs following. <clears throat> that word following, by the way, as I was pointing out about Hebrews 11, it was, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall do this, they shall do that, they shall do the other. And we know what Scripture says. But the word is, will accompany them. When the Holy Spirit is poured out and the signs are given, these signs shall follow. These signs shall accompany them. If you can't show me the signs of your faith, I think it was James that said, or John that said, you show me, I'll show you my faith by my works. But you show me your faith without them. Well, we realize then to close. And I think we should really, 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 really start and really engage, re-engage to approach the throne of God in prayer sincerely for that faith which can never fail. Trusting in God who never lies. Trusting in Jesus who never failed. Trusting in the Holy Spirit whom Jesus says, and he will lead you into all truth. Truth never leads you astray. Lies do. Deception does. False images do. Hallucinations do. But there's no hallucinations in God. There may be strange things. But we realize that through faith, the faith, the gift of God, the gift of faith from God will never fail you. That's what we need to understand. Just pray that the Lord will bless you. And the Lord will grant to you the things that you desire will be according to his will. Jesus said, and I say this to close, hope this will be our prayer too. Our Father, which art in heaven, which art in heaven, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That will be our prayer. His will. His will. Not ours. But faith is, believe it, faith is the substance that brings the evidence, that puts, that puts the substance into the evidence that we see Jesus for who he is. The church for what it is. That we should be like him. That we should be the bride that he desires to marry. That we should present ourselves spotless, holy unto God through faith.